Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Your path to e-commerce success starts right here. You're listening to Practical E-commerce, the podcast for e-commerce results. Hey, welcome to the premier podcast for Practically E-Commerce Magazine. Uh, it's kind of an exciting time for us here. We've got the very first of what are going to be monthly podcasts of the interviews that appear in our magazine. Um, and, you know, if you, if you found us through iTunes or you're not familiar with us at all, uh, give our website a look at practicallyecommerce.com. You'll notice that each month we do an interview with a prominent e-commerce professional. And, uh, boy, November 2005 is no exception. We've got Stephanie Leffler, who is the CEO of Monster Commerce, with us today. And, uh, you know, again, if you're not familiar with Monster Commerce, definitely give their website a peek. They've got uh, a shopping cart system they've developed, but their their website is, you know, full of tips and, and tools and resources for folks learning to uh, looking to learn a little bit more about e-commerce and possibly get involved, all the way up to uh, people who have been running an online store for quite some time. And kind of looking to improve it or maybe take it to that next level. Uh, Monster Commerce has uh, tons of information at their website, so monstercommerce.com, give it a look, and uh, we'll get on here to the interview with Stephanie Leffler. Um, Michael A. Cox, a staff writer with the magazine here, had a chance to speak with her, and uh, we did have a little bit of technical difficulties in the recording of this interview. So uh, we actually start out with uh, Stephanie Leffler explaining to us how she got involved with uh, Monster Commerce, sort of how she became the CEO, and uh, I'll let Michael take it from there. So uh, enjoy the interview. I uh, started, I wrote a business plan and started an online store um, with my business partner during the senior year, uh, during my senior year of college, uh-huh. and um, became a customer of a very small company um, that had about 10 storefront clients. Uh-huh. And uh, I quickly um, became a uh, pretty vocal customer. I had a lot of suggestions for what the company could do to uh, make their storefront software better. And I you know, didn't hesitate to offer those suggestions. And so uh, the owner and I got to know each other pretty well. And one day he said, you know, uh, would you consider investing in my business? It seems like you're really interested in e-commerce. And so, uh, you know, I told him, in fact, yes, I, I would be interested in looking at a business plan. And after looking at the business plan, um, it, it became obvious to my business partner and I that uh, Monster Commerce had, um, you know, had some promise as a company. And so we ended up investing in the company. And... Um, for quite some time, I was the I was in charge of uh, the sales operation. I was the vice president of sales, and then in September uh, 2004, um, just as a kind of a joint decision, uh, we realized that we needed a clear leader of the company as we continued to grow, and uh, decided that I would become the CEO. Uh huh. 
What was it that attracted you to that company? Obviously, here's a little startup that that may or may not uh, uh, make it in the industry. What 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 did you see that that uh, that got you excited about it? Sure. Well, well, there are really two things. I mean, first of all, when I got involved in Monster Commerce, it was um, it was early. 2000, and and really there weren't many options out there. Um, the, the way that a, a business owner would go about building an e-commerce site at the time was typically to, con- to contact a local web developer and have the local web developer attempt to build you an e-commerce site, and uh, the success ratio was probably about 25% success and 75% failure, um, and I actually tried to go that route. Uh, the reason I found uh, Monster Commerce at that time was because I had so much trouble with the web developer and I heard about them uh, just through word of mouth. Through word of mouth, and they said, you know, hey, this company has built a system that a small business owner can actually use themselves, and they don't have to rely on a web developer or someone who's, you know, incredibly skilled in computers. It's something basic, and so that was what really attracted me. Um, you know, I had the drive to to start my business and run my business, and I knew that if I if I technically could build the store, that I could get it done uh, the way that I wanted it to. So. Um, you know, there weren't there weren't as many choices then as there are today, and that's really what originally got me started with Monster Commerce. Right. What uh, obviously it, it's there's a there's a two pronged thing there. The Monster Commerce thing looked looked good to you, but at the at the same time you had to have an incredible level of faith in in e-commerce, the e-commerce industry as a whole. Uh, what what made you, at that point in time, think that perhaps this was going to be a way of the future for people to shop? To 10,000 more people, um, every single one would say yes. And, and I knew that the Internet was that opportunity for small businesses to really be able to, to grow outside you know, what had been their boundaries for you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. So it's, you know, I don't think that that, that that was very visionary. I think it was, to me, just common sense that the Internet was not going to, you know, quote-unquote, die. It, it was just beginning. Yeah. Well, now that, now that we're four or five years down the road and we've got a, we've got a little different scenario going on where uh, energy costs are going up and uh, it's costing people uh, more money to drive their cars, do you think that, do you think that stay-at-home shopping uh, is going to get a little bit of a shot in the arm from, from that scenario? You know, I really do. Um, my guess is that we won't see a um, a very noticeable increase. But I think it's it's not just the energy cost, but it's the sheer convenience. Once somebody goes online, buys a gift for somebody, selects to have it gift wrapped and shipped directly to them, and the whole process is quick. It arrives when it's supposed to, and the the, the experience is satisfying. That convenience factor, um, just saving people time, I think is really uh, what's going to continue to, to drive this. There's no question that um, you know energy costs will cause people to want to drive less, but, but my guess is really it's going to be that convenience and that time-saving factor that really drives people uh, to continue to shop and to grow uh, their, their you know, number of times a year they shop online. So, uh, Monster Commerce has sort of become, or is in the process of becoming, you might call the big box store of of, uh, uh, 
uh, shopping carts and, and services to online entrepreneurs. There are cr critics who would say that one company can't be everything to everybody, uh, but you guys seem to be mastering that model. What uh, what makes it work for you? Sure. Well, you know, I I really don't think we are everything to everybody. I mean, there's no question that we really focus on the small and medium-sized businesses. You know, our goal is not to be able to be an outstanding provider uh, for the incredibly large online store. Um, but I do think what we've done is we've we've put our focus on, um, you know, exactly what we needed when we started our business. You know, as a small business owner, what do you need? And what do you really, really need to be successful? We've identified those things, and then we provide those things to our customers. There are a lot of things as a small business owner that would be what I would call nice or great, but you don't need to be successful, and we haven't gone there. You know, we haven't provided, um, you know, outsourced customer service or, you know, online learning for, you know, basic business techniques. There are a number of things that, that we could do, but instead we've chose to, you know, keep our focus on the things that people, in our opinion, must have to be successful online, which is um, an outstanding shopping experience for their customers, uh, search engine optimization, and uh, good, solid promotional skills, um, a professional design that conveys their message. You know, those are those are kind of the the essentials, and those are the things that we focus on providing. What What do you think is uh, the 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 average entrepreneur out there, assuming that they have your package of services and or or they some other way they've they've got everything put together? What What is their biggest challenge uh, to uh, to their success as as an e-commerce entrepreneur? Um. Well, you know, I would say the first challenge is to um, is to get visitors to your site. However, you said if, if they do take us up on, on all of our tools and all of our resources, um, you know, we offer uh, promotion packages that are going that's going to accomplish that. So after that, I think the biggest challenge is um, running a solid business with outstanding customer service. Um, you know, customer service is more important on the Internet than most people think. In fact, it's possibly more important on the Internet than it is in a brick-and-mortar store. Um, customers are not as loyal online as they are in the brick-and-mortar world. If you go online you buy something and a week later you try to remember the store online where you bought it, Without going and checking your email confirmation, my guess is that the majority of people wouldn't be able to tell you. They're just not, you know, it's not a loyalty-based shopping experience. It's a price and convenience-based shopping experience. So going the extra mile, delivering a memorable and outstanding customer experience is not an easy thing to do. Um, but if you can do it, I think that it really gives your business a boost. You're going to see a lot more repeat customers and some level of loyalty, uh, which is, you know, for a lot of businesses, what can, you know, be that, that catalyst that really drives them to success. Sure. What do you think the elements of super customer service are online? Um, I would say doing what you say in terms of if you tell them they're going to have the product in two days, 
they better have the product in two days. Um, I would say answering the phone when somebody calls, having a toll-free number posted clearly on the site so that it's not a digging process to figure out how to contact uh, this company. Um, you know, really, those are the two biggest things. Do what you say, deliver what you promise, and make sure that, that you are willing and able to take calls during normal business hours. I think a lot of business owners make a mistake in that they think that they can start an online store and not man that online store that it's just going to be automatic and customers are going to have all their questions answered and it doesn't take any interaction. Um, from my perspective, that's, that's not the case if you want to do it right. You've, you've got to treat this just like your brick and mortar business or just like any other business. There has to be someone there to help these people all the way through the process. Don't you think there's been a little bit too much uh, hype from from uh, the get rich quickers who uh, tell people that uh, that they can uh, that they can get into an e-commerce business and make money in their pajamas and all of that sort of thing? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is not. There's no way you're going to get rich on the internet um, without the same amount of time, drive, uh, money, commitment as you know, any other business. Um, the Internet, there's nothing magic about the Internet. It takes solid business principles and a lot of hard work and a lot of time um, to make it work. And, and those, I totally agree with you that um, there has been a lot of hype and there have been a lot of infomercials um, that make it seem like you can start an online store and make money overnight. In fact, I even see it in our industry. I see people advertising, you know, set up a store in five minutes, and every time I see that, it, it, it just gives me a good laugh because it's the farthest <laughs> thing from the truth uh, that I can imagine. It just isn't going to happen. What, what That's the, exactly right. One of the other things, uh, having been an, a businessman and entrepreneur for a, a lot of years myself, and, and, I, and, I, and I suspect that, that you and that monster probably had the same issue, and that is, uh, as your business grows, attracting uh, good people. Uh, a lot of people who go into the into the e-commerce business sort of think that think of themselves as the eternal one-man shop, but as they grow, it, it turns out not to be that way. Uh, now it looks like Monster Commerce has attracted a, uh, as you refer to it, a, a fine culture, uh, a good group of, of really good, solid associates and employees. What? What, in your estimation, does it take to, to attract a good workforce to an e-commerce business? Sure. Um, well, the very first thing I think it takes is um, a very solid and organized infrastructure that your, um, that your prospective employees can see. I think that there is still a bit of a stigma with e-commerce companies that they may not be as stable as others, just because typically they're young um, in terms of the number of years the business has been around, and you know I think it's a valid concern. Uh, so you know, showing potential employees that it's not disorganized, that you know what you're doing, that you know you have benefits, that um, things are are very clear cut, that they have clear goals, um, really just, you know, kind of instilling confidence in the potential employee that this is a, a long-standing organization that's going to be here um, a year from now and 10 years from now, I would say is number one. Um, number two, uh, you know, I think with e-commerce companies, the great thing is that, is that you can provide an awesome work environment. You know, you can allow people to dress casually. You can provide them with um, 
good computer equipment that somebody who's technical is going to get excited about because they have you know a good machine and software that they're that they're interested in. Um, but I think you know last but not least is to to get make sure that you're you're talking to people who are getting on board with your idea. You know you need to in e-commerce everybody has to um, have the same customer service uh, attitude as the owner has in order to grow a really successful organization. Um, these general principles that we've been talking about, uh, you know, for the past half hour, um, are things that all of your employees have to subscribe to. Um, here at Monster Commerce, we do we do a lot of things to attract people that maybe a small business owner wouldn't be able to do. Um, for example, I mean, it's the little things. You know, we have our walls are all painted um, purple and, and gold. We've got uh, really neat workspaces set up for people. We've got an awesome lounge that has a pool table and a big flat screen TV where, um, you know, when people are working really late at night, they can have dinner in a nice place. You know, when, when you bring people in and you show off a, a good work environment, you definitely get a leg up on the competition. I'll bet you do, yeah. Now, I gotta know where the name came from. <laughs> sure. Commerce. Yeah, we actually, um, when we first started, we were called Website Monster, um, oh. and Website Monster was was an okay name. However, we didn't feel that it really demonstrated the fact that we were an e-commerce company, which is which has been and will be our focus uh, forever. That's what we do. So. We went out and said, you know, we really like the monster part of this name. Um, we want to talk about, we want to show people that we are a commerce company. Um, and so that's, that's really how it came about. We said, geez, Monster Commerce, that would be a good name. Um, we thought about Monster E-Commerce. You know, a number of variations, but um, Monster Commerce was the one that, that ended up kind of winning when we were brainstorming, and we went out and found the gentleman that owned the domain, and he was uh, fortunately willing to sell it to us. So that's how it all came to be. Cool. So what does the near future hold for uh, for Monster Commerce? What kind of goals are you looking at? Sure. From a software standpoint, we are constantly um, interested in improving our software to get the best conversion rate for our clients. What I mean by that is a lot of people focus on traffic. So if I have 100 visitors coming to my site today and five of them buy, um, it's actually pretty good. But if I can get seven of them to buy, um, you know, it's almost like, you know, adding 50% more traffic. Um, so we have actually have the power in our software to affect those conversion rates and affect them across the board. So every release that we put out is really trying to, well, we have two goals, to save our clients time and to make our clients money. So we're either adding administrative functions that will save them time or we're hoping to improve the front end of the shopping experience to actually make them more money with our software. Um, our next release that's coming out will actually be out in a couple of weeks. Um, it's a major release to our checkout section that actually allows a merchant to completely customize their checkout area. So, you know, we always have... Um, we have pretty big releases that come out each quarter. Uh, in addition to that, you know, our MonsterMarketplace.com is our shopping portal. Um, on any given day, we get about 300,000 unique shoppers to that site, driving a ton of sales for our merchants, and we intend to continue to grow that portal to draw more traffic and to, uh, to continue to drive sales through our merchants uh, from there. So, you know, uh, improving our software to meet our two objectives 
saving our merchants time, making our merchants money, and, uh, and growing our shopping portal are really our two big areas of focus right now. So at this point in time, you've got about 5,000 active e-commerce customers? Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting closer to 5,500. I think it's, it's 53 and change. And would you share with us what kind of gross sales Monster does these days? Um, actually, if it's okay, I'd prefer to hold off on that question, okay. um, just since it's going to be in a, a magazine that's, uh, that's widely read by my competitors. <laughs> what about, is there any sort, of, uh, uh, any sort of feeling in terms of percentage growth on an annual basis? Sure. We're, this year we will grow, uh, in terms of revenue this year, we will grow more than 100%. Wow. Yeah. That's, and that means more people coming to work and more computers and all kinds of things going on there. So. That's absolutely right. Yeah, we're um, in the next week we'll have nine, we'll hit 90 employees. I think we're at 86 today, and we've got about five more guys or girls and guys starting next week. So um, we are growing in terms of employees. We're growing in terms of customers. Uh, we're growing in terms of revenue. Um, and, uh, you know, things really could not be better for Monster Commerce in terms of, uh, you know, what we're seeing in our growth and uh, the sustainability of that, of that growth, uh, more importantly. And whereabouts in the world is Monster.com located, or MonsterCommerce.com? We are about 10 minutes outside of downtown, about from the Arch in St. Louis. So we're in southern Illinois, uh, but we are part of this, the metro St. Louis area. Good. Well, we wish you continued success. Thank you very much. And that about wraps it up for our first ever Practical E-Commerce Magazine podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Stephanie Leffler for taking the time to speak with us and uh, give us some insight into the e-commerce world. I'd also like to thank Michael Cox for a fantastic interview. And uh, I hope you'll tune in next month for our next podcast interview, which will, well, I'm not going to tell you who it's going to be with. Uh, but in the meantime, check our website at practicalecommerce.com. We've got articles, profiles, interviews, tutorials, uh, all kinds of resources for uh, e-commerce professionals. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's, it's very valuable. So thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.